Greetings and salutations, my fellow plebs. My name is Walker, and this is the Bitcoin Podcast. It's Wednesday, October 18th, 2023. The Bitcoin block height is 812800, and the value of one Bitcoin is still one Bitcoin. Today's episode is the Bitcoin News Roundup. I'm going to cover a couple of big stories, run through some rapid-fire news, then zoom out and give you some perspective. You can find all the links and accounts mentioned in this episode via the article version of this show, linked in the show notes, or by going to bitcoinpodcast.net slash words. And of course, you can always watch the Bitcoin Podcast on Rumble or YouTube, or listen on Fountain.fm or wherever you get your podcasts. If you listen to the Bitcoin Podcast on Fountain, consider giving the show a boost or creating a clip of something you found interesting. For those that have boosted the show already or zapped me on Noster, thank you. And if you haven't checked out Fountain yet, I highly recommend it. You can send Bitcoin to your favorite podcasters and also earn Bitcoin just for listening. Without further ado, let's get into the Bitcoin News Roundup. Geriatric Warhawks In a recent interview with Sky News, U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen was asked about America's ability to afford to support wars on two fronts, with Russia and Ukraine on the one hand, and Israel and Hamas on the other. Here's what she said. Paul Tudor Jones, the famed investor, was on CNBC this week, and he said, this is the most threatening and challenging geopolitical environment that I've ever seen. At the same time, the U.S. is in its weakest fiscal position since World War II, with debt to GDP at 122%. Can, can America, can the West afford another war at this time? I, I think the answer is absolutely. Um, America can certainly afford to stand with Israel and to support Israel's military needs. And we also can and must support Ukraine in its struggle against Russia. And look, the American economy is doing extremely well. This is a strange thing to say, because we can't even afford to support our veterans here at home. Well, actually, we can afford to. We just apparently prioritize funding forever wars on foreign soil to keep the military-industrial complex fat and happy instead of taking care of the men and women who actually serve our country. Also this week, our octogenarian-in-chief, Joseph Robinette Biden, yes, that is his real middle name, look it up, made a statement on 60 Minutes that would honestly seem like an AI deepfake if the president hadn't posted it on X himself. Are the wars in Israel and Ukraine more than the United States can take on at the no, same time? We're the United States of America, for God's sake. The most powerful nation in the history, not in the world, in the history of the world. The history of the world. We can take care of both of these and still maintain our overall international defense. I don't know about you, but I'm getting some serious late-stage Roman Empire vibes from Biden. Moreover, this statement clearly shows Biden's dementia is in full force, because he seems to have forgotten how our involvement in and withdrawal from Afghanistan turned out, i.e. with $83 billion spent and around $7 billion worth of weapons and military equipment left in the hands of the Taliban. We've already sent roughly $76.8 billion to Ukraine, and I'm sure many more billions will start flowing into the Middle East again shortly. Meanwhile, 
The U.S. public debt is $33.5 trillion and growing. Debt to GDP is at 120%, and the purchasing power of the U.S. dollar has never been lower. But fear not, because according to Paul Krugman, the fight against inflation is over, mission accomplished, as long as you don't count on important things like food, energy, housing, or used cars. Who needs them anyway? So, what can you do to protect yourself from these geriatric warhawks, central bankers, and fiat economist shills? Study Bitcoin. Save in Bitcoin. Teach other people about Bitcoin. Vote with your money and opt out of their system. Breaking Bitcoin ETF news. If you thought this section was actually going to give you some breaking Bitcoin ETF news, I'm sorry to disappoint. I don't know about you, but I am sick and tired of hearing about the Bitcoin ETF, about the delays, about the new filings. There's just so much engagement clickbait out there and very little actual substance. We even saw Cointelegraph share fake news about a Bitcoin ETF approval, and many people jump on the bandwagon sharing the fake story, uh, but hey, at least they got clicks and maybe some of that X advertising revenue, right? Yes, bags will be pumped when the ETF is approved. And yes, it's a matter of when and not if. And yes, everyone will continue engagement farming with speculation about the ETF. And yes, it will continue to be annoying and there will be more fake news. So instead of running through the same shit you've heard on repeat on X, I'll share with you a quote from my recent Bitcoin talk with BTC Sessions. If top-down was all that mattered, top-down would have already given us Bitcoin. We needed ground up for Bitcoin to even have a chance at existing. No top-down system would have said, you know, it's a good idea, taking away all our power. That's <laughs> a great idea. Let's build that thing. It's not just that it's nice to have. It's that you need, you need bottom up. I'm not saying that top down can't exist. I'm not saying that top down isn't going to pump a bunch of bags because it probably will. Right. Like that's, but, but that, that's not, that's not the thing that changes lives. That's not the thing that changes the world. Right. It's the bottom up that changes the world. When, when you go and you see places where people have had their, their livelihoods and the, their life savings destroyed by fiat central bankers, by, by the currency devaluation, by mandated, uh, or, or, uh, official, um, uh, exchange rates and all, all these all these predatory things that happen to everyone, but you know, with the dial cranked to eleven in many countries, the only thing that solves that is bottom up. Is individuals saying, "I am opting out, and I am opting into a system where this cannot happen." Thank you to BTC Sessions for putting things in perspective and reminding us all that. Bottom-up adoption is why we're all here in the first place. Now for some rapid-fire news. BlackRock CEO Larry Fink calls Bitcoin a flight to quality. 
Technically, he said crypto, but as Brad Mills pointed out, he's publicly stated on TV that he can't say Bitcoin. So when he says crypto, he means Bitcoin, and I'm sorry to disappoint the altcoin shills out there. Via BTC Times Blockstream unveils Greenlight to enable scalable and non-custodial Lightning Network integration. And via Blockstream themselves, in the spirit of Bitcoin and to encourage the growth of the non-custodial Lightning options, we are offering a free Greenlight plan designed to empower small businesses. The plan allows developers to deploy up to 1,000 on-demand nodes. Via BTC Times, Thunder has introduced Clinch, an API aimed at facilitating instant, cross-border, low-cost, peer-to-peer betting using the Bitcoin Lightning Network, setting their sights on the $95 billion gambling industry. Via GG on Noster, OpenSats announces its third wave of Noster grants. We are happy to announce 12 grants for open source projects in the Noster ecosystem. Adding to the 16 grants announced in July, plus the three grants announced in August, the total number of Noster projects funded by OpenSats as of October is 31. Via BTC Times, Madeiran President launches Bitcoin Business Hub to spur innovation. And via Documenting Bitcoin, new record Bitcoin hash rate of 440 sextillion hashes per second. Nice. To wrap up today's show, let's zoom out. If you've been following Bitcoin and global politics, then you've certainly heard of Javier Millet, the pro-Bitcoin, anti-central bank presidential candidate in Argentina. Argentina's presidential election is coming up fast on October 22nd. Ahead of the election, Argentina's Minister of Economy, Sergio Massa, who is also running for president and lagging behind Malay in the polls, confirmed that Argentina will completely eliminate income tax. Now, while this might sound great at first glance, I mean, who likes paying taxes, right? A discerning individual will quickly realize what this means. This is the government blatantly admitting that they do not need to tax your income because they can just print money out of thin air. Unfortunately, financing government spending with the old money printer instead of through taxation in a balanced budget has consequences. And in Argentina, those money printers are sure working overtime. The September inflation came in at almost 140% year over year. This is a great example of something we Bitcoiners talk about all the time. Inflation is a silent tax. Even worse, it's a tax whose rate can be arbitrarily changed at the drop of a hat. And when people start to complain about prices increasing everywhere, the government can conveniently blame greedy corporations or certain people not paying their fair share or Putin, or literally anything else. But what they will never do is admit that inflating the money supply is the root of the problem. Worse still, inflation is a silent tax that hurts the poor and middle class the most, while benefiting the already rich who are in closest proximity to the creation of new money. It's as simple as this. When the government and central bank increase the quantity of money from nothing, the purchasing power of the money you hold decreases. If you're new to the Bitcoin space and this sounds confusing to you, fear not. I've done several episodes and reads covering inflation. To paraphrase Jeff Booth, 
Abundance in money creates scarcity everywhere else. Scarcity in money creates abundance everywhere else. And here's the point. Politicians in Argentina, the US, Canada, Europe, and everywhere in the world will do anything in their power to stay in power. They'll make changes they claim are good for you, say they're lending you a helping hand, unlike that other guy who's just some kooky libertarian conspiracy theorist nut. And ultimately, they sacrifice future prosperity for a politically convenient short-term solution that is not a solution at all, but rather the cause of more problems. Jimmy Song summed up the situation in Argentina well. So, Argentina has abolished the income tax ahead of its presidential election in a last-ditch attempt to defeat the libertarian candidate who's leading in the polls. This proves, one, they're printing money. They really don't need to tax you explicitly. Two, that inflation itself is a stealth tax that can be imposed without any legislation or transparency. The mechanics of money are going to become way more obvious to people going forward. So, my fellow plebs, I hope you're awake. I hope you're paying attention. I hope you're ready and willing to call out the monetary idiocracy becoming ever more prevalent in our societies and our politics, but that's also a tale as old as time. As more and more people wake up to the realization that our money is broken, they're going to look for answers. And for those of us who already understand that Bitcoin is the answer, we need to keep educating, informing, and helping those who are blind to see the power of sound money. And that's a wrap on this week's Bitcoin News Roundup. If you are a Bitcoin-only company interested in sponsoring the Bitcoin Podcast, head to bitcoinpodcast.net or send me a DM on social media. You can find me on Noster by going to primal.net slash walker. If you want to follow the Bitcoin Podcast on Twitter, go to at titcoinpodcast and at walkeramerica. You can also find the video version of this podcast at youtube.com slash at walkeramerica and at walkeramerica on Rumble. Bitcoin is scarce. There will only ever be 21 million. But Bitcoin podcasts are abundant. So thank you for spending your scarce time to listen to another fucking Bitcoin podcast. Until next time, stay free.